But do you know what? It's Not honestly like it's you and I in the car, which is so different to all my other podcasts. Yeah. Um, Are you going to make that like a like, segment? That's what's happening. Yeah. 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 Just so everyone knows. Yeah. You can have mine. Thank you. Okay, guys, we are sitting in my car. Um, We're not driving. (laughs) No. We aren't driving. Um, But just so you know, there are some squeaky ass chair covers in this car. I don't know why it's the bane of my existence, but if any squeaks come through, I'm sorry. We are moving around so gently. So Yeah, we're trying. So we might not um, make it squeak too much. Mm. Um, So when I say we, I'm in the car with one of my best friends, Coco, also known as Christine Shamoon, (laughs) which is the coolest name. Um, But I'm going to call her Coco throughout the podcast, and I call her Coco every day. Um, Yes, yes, which makes more sense. So welcome, babes. Thank you. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited (laughs) to be here. We've been trying to do this for a long now. And we've got the giggles because... um, It just, I feel like we do so many different things in life. This is mm. a brand new thing for yeah. us. Yeah. Um, but the reason we're in the car, I've never sat down with a friend and had a chat about something that I, I mean, in a friendship I would, but not for a podcast recording. Mm. I've never done that. So I'm really, I really didn't want to have it as like a formal sit down. I just wanted to have one of those moments that when we finish, you know, when we finish talking, we're like, fuck, that should have been a podcast. Yeah. 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 Um, so Coco is, I'm going to introduce Coco. I'd normally do a cool. whole different like thing, but I'm just going to like lay some compliments on you while you're here <laughs> instead of doing a separate intro. Um, Coco is an art therapist. Um, I met her at Icon Institute where we did our art therapy training together. I'd just finished my OT training um, and met this beautiful little hippie who she had blonde hair back then and she was just like, uh, she was just the most beautiful person and we connected straight away and it's been, I mean, how lit is our friendship? It's, it's one of my favorite friendships of all time. Oh, it, it, Yeah. Mm. You're not the only one with the compliments. <laughs> Um, but it's been a beautiful, one of my healthiest, safest friendships, I think. And yes. it was really fun from where we started, how we met, um, and where we've come. Yeah, that's such yeah. a beautiful point. It's really safe. Mm. We are allowed to be all different parts of ourselves because we live together too. We drive yeah. to work together. We have sleepovers sometimes. Yeah. Um, I'm just like a casual member of the thruple of uh, (laughs) Coco and her partner, um, which is a big part of what we're going to discuss today. And we're, yeah, also best mates and colleagues. So Mm. we have had a longstanding friendship and made it work, but not only that, had a very close-knit friendship Mm. and made it work. And I feel like that can be really hard to do, especially when two people can feel quite introverted and all of those different things. But... Um, we do have a very calm, gentle, flowy relationship, mm. which is so nice. Um, so yeah, it's a bit, bit of a different chat today. I would usually be sitting down on a Zoom with someone who I might not have met before 
and um, talking about, I guess, their um, their greatest life lessons or what they're navigating through at the moment. And it will be a brand new story for me. Um, whether as this, I have the privilege of knowing a lot of parts of this story and it is really, really special to, I guess, know that and know that what Coco is going to be talking about is going to be really supportive for some people who might have felt lost navigating some of the things that she's navigated. Mm. And yeah, I've been wanting to have this chat with Coco for a while. We talk about these things a lot, but to be able to record it will be so lovely. So I'm going to be asking a few questions just because there's a few things that I want everyone to um, be able to hear about. But mainly we're just going to be chatting about queer life, Mm. mental health probably, probably a little bit of culture and history in there as well. Um, a big mashup of that. But the main um, the main theme is I want to discuss what it's like to be attracted to two uh, genders, to male and female identifying people, mm. and to navigate life in that way. Because being attracted to both genders is something that um, comes with its own sort of set of stories and challenges Mm. um anyway I can talk the leg off a chair about how much I love her um so I promise I'm going to give her the space to be able to talk about her life because you've had this really cool little life right um okay so so tell me the the current partnership that you have Mm. I think that might be a good way to to lead us into things and then we'll get to your story and everything like that. The okay. current partnership you have, what what was it like? What what do they identify as for, firstly? And what was it like falling for this person? Um, they identify as male. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it falling for Rome, my partner's name is Rome, um, was a head first dive into the ocean mm. yeah it was um unexpected it was vast it was um all-encompassing and it was a really scary journey as well when we began yeah 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 because it was really really different yeah for so many years um i'd been with women um yeah i've been with um women and it was incredible like I loved my I love my journey and everything but it had been over a decade that I'd even dated a man Mm, Um, which is huge mm, really huge yes yeah I think I'd forgotten how long it was it was crazy you took mine again (laughs) I'm sorry fuck me for context I keep drinking Coco's drink I'm I'm a sucker for that keep your drinks away from me (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so it was a a big journey, a big lesson. Um, I had to kind of relearn certain things about myself as well. Yeah. Um, and dating him and being with him. But I know a lot of it came from a lot of fear that I had. Mm. Um, yeah. Can you tell us about that? Because that's very real. And there is also, like, just to validate that, there is... Um, People like to put people in boxes. Mm. I've experienced it before and I'm navigating it myself now. Mm. Um, and I know you've experienced it too. And um, that 
um, underlying societal view that we live in boxes, that once we decide we're something, that's it. That, yeah. um, that, you know, sexuality isn't fluid and all of those sort of things mm. can strongly influence how comfortable we feel to be ourselves mm. um, and, I guess, align with our, um, our sexual and love preferences. Yeah, yeah. I was put in boxes so much throughout my journey of who I am, my sexuality and everything. Like from mm. 18 onwards, I was just put in boxes, boxes, boxes. And I kind of fell into it as well. Like I just... I was like, oh, well, okay, that's what they say I am. Then I am this um, yes. person now. This yeah. is this is it. And then anything, and then when that changed, like when I first first ever dated a woman and fell in love with a woman, I was 18. And um, I had a, a big queer uh, friendship group. And a lot of them were lesbians. And so automatically everyone kept calling me a lesbian. Mm. So I was like, okay. Yep, my mm. little baby self. Okay, yep, that's me. Yes, I'm a lesbian. I, you know, that's how I identified. And then, um, you know, a few years into that, I, you know, was realized I was attracted to a man. I had a sexual relationship with him, not an emotional one, just a sexual one. <laughs> and um, when that was mentioned, then people instantly boxed me into being bi. Mm. And so I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's it. I'm bi. It was so hard for me to, I guess, decide, like, being able to be like, oh, no, wait, this isn't it. This isn't how I feel. This isn't who I am. Mm. It took me years, like, a really, really long time to be like, actually, I'm just a queer woman who is fluid in her sexuality. I'm attracted to what I'm attracted to, and it doesn't matter, you know, Mm. and try to remove the labels and um, the boxes that I was being put in. Um, Which is really important because you yeah. might have someone who's really straightforward come along and say, I mean, you're attracted to both genders. Mm. That equals, you know, in our little system, that equals bisexuality. Mm-hmm. But if a label doesn't fit for you, there's no, there's, it's a very gross feeling very, when very you don't gross. identify. Yeah. yeah. I remember the first time that people kept calling me bisexual. I, I, I did remember that I, it, nothing clicked. Yeah. It didn't feel right. It felt really yuck and I just kept going with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept going with it until I could, you know, eventually figure it out for myself. But um, What's the feeling? Because I can sort of feel that feeling in my chest right like now. I can't breathe. Yeah, right? Yeah. And it's like it's not... Um, it's not all-encompassing enough. No. Enough. It's an, enough. Enough. <laughs> it's not big enough. No. Um, it's not like... Um, it doesn't capture everything that you are like the rainbow person that you are Mm. right and for some people it's the perfect label and Mm. captures everything and there is so much strength and solidarity in labels um but I think yeah it's very very real that it just didn't sit with you no not at all and then that um sexual relationship didn't really last long and then after that I was just with women Mm -hmm. for a very long time um and yeah, with that came my like better understanding about myself and what yeah. I'm into, what I like and what I don't like and things like that. Um, but it let so when me and Rome started dating, um, I was terrified to share this with people. Mm. I was terrified to fall back into that trap of people um, labeling me, telling me what I am and what I'm not now and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, with friends, I didn't think it was going to be so strong with certain people in my like my friendship groups like you for example and Mm. others um my family that one I was really really scared for yeah because I knew that they were instantly going to jump on the bandwagon of me being straight all of a sudden I'm into a guy 
you know so um which is which is a thing isn't it and that's not even necessarily like specific to your family it's Mm. such a um you know I mean I receive like questions I would receive and am receiving so many questions Mm. around like who I'm attracted to not as in so many like people aren't coming to me I'm not a celebrity tell me me, I'm so invested in your life (laughs) um how I guess people want to be able to understand and so they sort of need that confirmation and if you were with a girl but went back yeah. to guys you it was a phase if yeah. um if you were with guys and then with girls you were like I don't know just going through the motions mm. and like holding yourself back there's so many different ways of of mm. looking at it and I think our family are often in that position mm. and they are older quite a lot of our family oh, yeah. right yeah. so that's who we're usually thinking about yeah. doesn't mean that we don't have um you know, young people who don't get it too, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you, how did you navigate it with your family? Um, I took my time with it. Like, I didn't mention anything right away. Yeah. Um, I took my time with it and then, um, I told my, I told my auntie first. I think I told my brother first. My brother was really, really great. We're really close. So our relationship is amazing. And, um, he's always been really supportive of me. He's like, you do you. It's your life, you know? Yeah. Um. So I remember talking to him about it first, and he was like, well, like, are you happy? Is this, you know, you're happy? You're good? I'm like, yeah, I'm really, really happy, and I'm enjoying this. And I remember him asking me, and he's like, so what What now? Like, are you still, like, do you still find girls attractive? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Like, that hasn't changed And all. isn't that beautiful? Just yeah. the question. Yeah, yeah. They're really, I honestly don't think, and maybe this is what goes on, is people want to ask the question, mm. but then they're feeling too worried too because they don't want to offend. I would prefer the question. I, I prefer the question. Yeah. And I'm, I'm never like, oh, that's a weird question. Unless yeah. it's like kind of, people sometimes think queer sex is something to like really delve into. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, I'm not asking you like <laughs> how long you were routed into next Tuesday, you know, <laughs> like by this guy. Um, I lost my train of thought there. I just. That question. It's a question. Asked. Yes, being asked. Yeah. Sorry, I had like a whole visualization. <laughs> being railed into next Tuesday. <laughs> oh my God. There is like a, um, I think there's a fear that they're going to ask the wrong thing. So they mm. might try and hop in the like, the driver's seat of, oh, it's okay. I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it can be a bit funky. Yeah. In saying that, sometimes it's, sometimes it's depending on how we feel. I don't know if you're the same. Sometimes I'm like, eh, I'm going to let that one go. Yeah. But other times I'm like, no, I don't want to fucking stand for that. That's, yeah. you know, very homophobic or um, something. But if it's confusing to them and they're scared and all that sort of stuff, I'm like, let's just talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Ask some questions. I'm always happy for the questions. Talk to me. Like, I'm ready to dive right into it. Yeah. Stuff. But I, I get what you mean. Like, it depends on your mood. Sometimes I just can't be fucked. Like, I'm just right? like, I am not here for this dumbass ignorance. Yes. I just, I can't, I'm just going to go walk away right now and not be a part of it. But, um, yeah. Because we don't always sign up to be the queer advocates. No. You know, like, I feel like usually we are. We're like, fuck that shit. And we like get really fierce about it and in supporting, you know, all these different ways of identifying. But sometimes it's like, I don't know, bro, I'm tired. Sometimes I wish that they just look it up and like do their research themselves. Yeah. Come to your own, like. Open your heart enough to want to learn more about it without just coming to me randomly when I've mentioned something and been like, oh. Yeah. Trying to 
figure it out yeah. then, but like actually be interested in it and learn yourself and want to learn and, and have an understanding about it. 100% you know? babe. Um, I think that's beautiful. So how did you answer it when your brother asked you? I was like, yeah, man, I'm so attracted to women. Yeah. That's not going to change. Women are hot. I love women. I'm obsessed with women. Um, and he's like, fuck yeah, good. Good yeah. on you. Like, do you. And like, he's like, I can't wait to meet him and and all that. And he was he was really, really nice. He was really great about it. And then... Um, that's how I answered it too. Yeah? Was, I was like, yeah, 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 everything. I re always remember this I was, when I came out. I was really like attracted to this guy um, and like everything, like emotionally, mm. spiritually, all of that sort of thing. And um, we were really, really close. And when I also realized I was attracted to women, I remember him being like, ah, okay. So then like, where, where are you? Where do we stand? Where is this? And I was like, I'm everything and anything, baby. Like mm. it's just a... But then also within that, it's like only a very minute few who I would actually want to be near. Yeah. So people yeah. think it's like two genders opens up the field. No. It no. doesn't. If anything, I'm no, more no. careful about my choices. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. Younger I think me did not care at all, but older me. With the fully formed frontal lobe. Yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, older me, as I grew up and as I learned more about myself, I... Um, yeah, I wasn't just giving my shit out to anybody and everybody just yep. because I was attracted to anybody and everybody. Like, I had to so actually true. form a connection. I had to yes. feel like you understood me on a baser level and I could get to you on a baser level and we could connect, you yes. know? Yes, yeah. Um, for relationships specifically as well. But also, yes. um, even sexual relationships. You know, when I was Because that's younger, a whole other different. level, isn't it? Like, it is. Um, maybe not everyone goes through this. Mm. Well, actually, a lot of people don't go through this. But mm. um, I know, like, with um, if you identify as demisexual, it's having that emotional connection mm. there first before any, like, sexual yeah. spark is there. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, it's such a good point that as we get older, that happens. I want to touch on something. And I'm going to mention bisexuality, but um, I'm not. I'm not saying that that's what yeah. um, your experience yeah. is. But it's just, it's similar. I know a lot of bisexuals go through the stigma of... It opens the field up so much. There's mm. so much to be attracted to. They're a little bit greedy. Mm. And they're sort of like these sexual fiends. Yeah. And I'm like, when I, you know, when I'm in a place where I'm feeling like, which I currently am, I'm attracted to both genders, there's not one part of me that's just like this, like little sexual fiend. Yeah. It just is. There's very few people who you connect with on a spiritual, emotional level, mm. and then on a sexual level too. And you just happen to connect with either gender yeah can i ask <clears throat> what other stories came up for you because that's one of them like is it you know is it greedy or is it too much to be attracted to both genders mm. what sort of because that's not um i'm not saying that's yours but mm. if you think back to when you were first attracted to women and then and then going full circle and being like oh my god i'm falling in love with a man mm. you know i'm so attracted to it what sort of thoughts came up um I was, I think there was a bit of conflict mm. there, a bit of conflict, a little bit of, um, a little bit of fear that I wasn't, and I had to work through it, of course, but, um, that I wasn't being my true self, but then I didn't actually know who my true self was in, a, in, in that moment. Because mm. I've been with men, but I've never had a relationship with a man the way I've had with Rome, mm. right? I've had relationships with women, many relationships, um, 
He is a unicorn. He is a unicorn. He's a definitely, definitely a unicorn. Hey, Rome. Um, hi, baby. <laughs> um, so I had a lot of um, confusion and uh, a bit of self-doubt, um, a lot of fear that I, that I didn't actually know myself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to do this as well. You know, yeah, like I was like, I do, yeah. how, how do I, how do I navigate this? How do I do this relationship? How do I date this person um, in a very different way than I've dated before? Right. Because um, it can be very different, can't it? Mm, not to single out um, men and female, no, men and women too even, much, but it. Yeah, no, not, 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 I don't want to single it out. Like there's we're people, we all are very similar in general, mm. but um but there were different elements to... There's so many different elements to dating a man than it is to dating a woman. Right. Very, very different elements yes. to it. Um, and it's like small things, tiny things in the house or things that women just get automatically that guys don't get. Like tiny, tiny little baby things. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wait, this is different. I have to have this conversation be like, oh, I actually don't like when you do that or when this happens or when you do that in my house or whatever it is. Yes. Right? Like all these different little things, tiny, tiny little baby things. That um, make you stop and go, okay, I've never had to experience this before, so let me figure out how I'm going to have this conversation. And That yeah. is such a good point. Yeah, tiny I things. think I run through my mind how, <clears throat> if I was to like follow a relationship with a man, how I would um, have that connection again. But then I, but then I think what's complex, and maybe you felt it too, is that we we do base our our perception on our past experience. Mm. So Rome was a whole new ball game, yeah. And like a, a new um, person in my life would be a whole new ball game. But I could base it on past experiences where I have felt unmet and unseen and unheard mm-hmm. in a relationship at yeah. times. Yeah, it's a lot of change. Yeah, how was? Tell me about your love with Rome now, because I think this is beautiful for everyone to hear. Um, their their goals. I don't say that lightly. Most relationships <laughs> are kind of dysfunctional, or really dysfunctional. Yeah. I watch them like navigate challenges so openly, and I watch them have like painting days together, and I watch them like dance together in the mirror and hold hands and value each other's opinion and be so kind and always have each other's back. Um, so they really are like a really beautiful, healthy relationship for me to witness, which is low key good for me. Thanks mm. for the therapy. You're welcome. Um, tell me about your relationship with Rome and how does, how does it feel different and how do you know that, because I'm, what I'm perceiving is, you know, he's the one. Yeah. How do you, what's your relationship like with him and how is it different and how do you know he's the person for you? Mm. Um, because when I started falling in love with him. I actually understood what falling in love was. Mm. I was like, oh, this is what it is. This is what it feels like. I thought I was in love before my previous relationship, you know, something mm. like that. Um, and we, me and her dated for several, couple of years or so. Yeah, you really stuck it out. I stuck it out with her and I thought I was in love with this person. So mm. in love with this person. Um, and then, honestly, it wasn't until, like, I started falling in love with Rome. Or, and it was, it was easy. It was easy. It took me a year to tell her that I loved her. It took me a few months to tell Ron that I was in love with him. Mm. It was so um, organic and gentle and easy and safe. So, so safe. So right now, like, it's just, it's one of the safest relationships I've ever been in. Um, 
even if we get into a little meh, a little tiff, a little thing. Mm -hmm. We've never really fought or anything like that, but, um, you know, things can come up. We have I mean, really we, great we're communication. Human. We disagree, yeah, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. But, but I think that's, I mean, that's what, it, like, my past relationships were never like that. Mm. Fights were fucking fights. They were mm. big. They were unhealthy. They were stupid. Mm -hmm. Like, instead of being, hey, let's have a conversation about what happened here. Let's talk this through. It was never like that. But with Rome, I'm like, okay, this is how I felt. This is what came up for me. What about you? And he'll be like, yep, this is it. Um, I'm sorry if we didn't if I didn't have a proper conversation or communicate it better to you. Mm. This is what's going on. It's just it. Um, it even if we have little arguments and stuff, it feels good that I know that he's gonna help me get through it. Like we're gonna help each other work through this argument or mm. um, whatever is coming up for us because we want to as well. Mm -hmm. Like we have, you know, like we want to communicate with each other. We want to tell each other that this is what's happening. This is how I feel. Um, yeah, because we want to get through it. Um, I I just feel like it's a really important thing to feel like you're doing life together. It's not that dependence on each other. Mm. You both have each other's own like own bags, but you own you both have your own wonderful lives. Yeah, and I find the having each other's back is is rare yeah. in my experience, and I feel like that has been a really good reason to be on my own for three years and I know you experience the same mm -hmm. you clear that you go back to a blank slate you clear the system mm. and you get really clear on what you want mm -hmm. and I can imagine that by the time you um you found Rome you were like oh my god he's got my back he's calm and he's gentle and he's like you know so kind and fun mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's I, amazing yeah I think the biggest thing was safety with yeah him just felt yeah. safe my heart felt safe mm. you know like my yeah. being my soul felt safe feels safe yeah with him can you um if you were to like tell give some advice to i mean there's probably a couple of different people that would be really good to like receive advice from you but people like let's take it back to when you first fell in fell for a girl yeah when you first felt attracted to a girl like what are the, some of the things that you wish you knew back then? And then we'll circle around to falling, falling in love with the boy. <laughs> um, yeah, what are some of the things that you that come to mind? Like when I f first fell in love with a girl? Mm. Um, or even when you felt, felt, felt attracted, because I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's, I was pretty young, though. Yeah, I was pretty young when I first felt attractive to a girl, but also my um, society and culture didn't approve of that at the time. So yeah. it wasn't until I was about eighteen, I could have been nineteen actually, when um, I started dating a girl and really fell for a girl. Um, I think what I would say to my past self, my little self, um, would be be kind to myself. Mm. Be kind to yourself. I was really harsh. And hard on, yeah, I, I, I don't know, I fell really hard for this girl. I, like, really, really fell for her. I thought I was fully in love. And um, when that didn't work out, I was really hard on myself. Mm -hmm. I wasn't good on myself. And I feel like um, just having more kindness and um, an open heart, an open mind, and to give myself space to explore. I don't think I gave myself space to explore when I first um, 
felt attracted and started um, seeing a girl, I think I should have, um, yeah, allowed myself, uh, not that you shouldn't just jump into, you know, don't just jump into a relationship when mm -hmm. you first come out, experience, enjoy yourself, do all that. And I think that's what I did. I kind of fell, fell like head first and not in a good way. Um, so if I was like first coming out again and like having that experience, I would definitely be like, take your time. Yes. Take your time. Because this has made me, sorry if the couch, I mean the chair's going to squeak. Um, <clears throat> this has made me think something else. There's the squeak. <laughs> uh, I, <clears throat> I don't know about you, but the first, when I fell for the first girl who I fell for, fuck, it hit me hard mm. when it like, it Oof. didn't work out. Oof. And I was like. <sighs> Oh my god, little straight Tessa didn't know anything. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'd obviously experienced heartbreak before that, but um, yeah, I think, have you, is there something to say, and taking your time is definitely a big one, but something to say around like um, taking care of yourself, I mm. guess, when you when you are coming out. Like I found it was really important to take care of my mental health, to not, I had some people who were a bit sleazy about me coming out yeah. and guys who would be like, oh, did you do this and da, 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 da. And I felt really uncomfortable back then. I'd probably get around it now and be like, woo, I can tell my story. <laughs> but like back then when I, when it was all new to me, I was also navigating like internalized shame around it and everything yeah. like that. <clears throat> do you think it's really important to take care of yourself when you're coming out? And mm -hmm. do you um, have any, I guess, sort of, support systems that could help someone that when they're navigating it because like just today there was a girl in my dm saying oh i'm just brand new to to everything can you be a bit of a support person along mm. the way that i didn't really yeah. have a support system like that i mean i had a bunch of friends that were not the healthiest i think in themselves as well like mentally like you know the mental health and yeah. what we we're experiencing what we we're doing in the time um i think if i had therapy it would have been so fucking good for me yes because you know i my i had my heart broken and i just spiraled mm. it wasn't great i i didn't get to come out i got outed um i had lots of crazy what things what does that happening. mean babe for anyone listening so um well i guess i i i told my cousin so yeah. at that time i was living in lebanon um and at the time it was illegal to be gay in lebanon so um yeah, I remember telling my cousin here in Australia that I was dating a girl and I was, you know, falling for a girl and I was having that experience. And then she, it wasn't her fault. She was kind of tricked into telling somebody else mm. um, about it. And they ended up telling my mom mm. and then my mom lost it. Mm. And then it was like chaos. It was, it was absolute chaos. I, um, my friends didn't understand. I didn't have anybody that really, really understood what I was experiencing. I mean, my best friend, um, Maral, was really good, but I also hid a lot of it from her. Mm, which is very common. Yeah. We I choose what we of, share. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hid a lot of stuff. I didn't open up about a lot of things that I was experiencing. Um, I kept it inside. I, um, I became really hard on myself. I spoke down on myself. I became really depressed. I didn't have um, a support system that I have now, mm -hmm. for example. Like, if I were to have that experience now, I know that I would make it through and I would be okay. Yes. I wasn't okay back then. And the way that I imagine you would have approached it, which is how you approach everything, is you take your time. Mm. You process how I process is we don't verbally put stuff out there mm. until we've 
put a few of the things together as there's other people who they feel it they speak it straight away which is amazing for them but we process internally Mm. I imagine had you have not been outed early you would have gone through this entire process culturally things may have shifted too Mm. with like heading out of the gay is illegal in Lebanon things like that but even just within yourself feeling like it's your time to say something I can imagine that would be a completely different process which is probably important for people to to know that take your time take your time take your time like um just you don't owe anyone a coming out story you don't owe anybody anything honestly Mm. take your time enjoy your your journey um witness it really Mm. witness it don't just like be don't just experience it but witness your journey Mm -hmm. see how you're going see um like the way you're changing and you're growing and the Mm. feelings and the thoughts and because it can be quick it can be really quick and Mm. you can miss out on it like mine felt like it went like that right so quickly and all these new experiences Mm. can be really activating and you can get really quiet down slow down take your time take your time yeah um yeah Slow down and take your time. I think that's a really big one. Mm. And for people that are experiencing this now, um, find a community that has had either similar experiences or people that you know are um, emotionally intelligent enough to be able to support you when you need it as Mm. well. Which is such a beautiful layer because I know you've heard me communicate like just because someone's queer doesn't make them necessarily an emotionally intelligent or aware person (laughs) you know um so I think that's the added layer is find a supportive community Mm. um and and know that just because you found someone queer doesn't mean they'll necessarily be good for your mental health or take care of you the queer Um, people that I was friends with when I was having my first journey were not um supportive in the way that I I would have loved that now yeah you know they were going through their own mental health struggles yes. and journey and they are both they're all they were all living in a country where it was illegal exactly too, right yeah. so there's yeah. there's also layers too i mean I, i've found there's and it makes sense that we like queer people are more likely to have mental health issues mm. and i don't want to quote any stats but there's a lot of like alcohol and drug use and things like that mm. and one is that we're we're having lots of fun and that's amazing, but I think some other things are that we are like um, as a community navigating things that are built for hetero for hetero communities, yeah. right? Like yeah. we are navigating um, our own doubts and fears around being ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you and I will still pick and choose who we come out to. Yeah, you you and I will still pick and choose if we come out at all or if we just like mention like yeah when I was seeing this girl yeah da 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 da. Um, yeah, I think that's really beautiful. What do you think? Um, tell me a little about, bit about growing up in Lebanon and maybe even what has changed in terms of perceptions around the queer community mm. now that you're um, coming into your 30s. Mm. Not yet. Almost. Coming into it. Almost. Almost. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Boo, don't worry. You can say it. Um, oh, very interesting. It's a... Lebanon is an incredible country in a lot of ways, but also um, uh, a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Restraining Mm. country too. So when I was like coming out and um, having, you know, my career journey, um, it was illegal. Like I told you, Um, I couldn't hold my girlfriend's hand because if a cop saw, we would, you know, I've seen, I would see men getting their getting beat up because of it by police Mm. officers or anybody that was part of like the government 
um, so you had to really like not not show it off on the streets basically or in front of people yeah. but we had a lot of gay clubs gay pubs so there was like a big community there is a big community mm. there a really really big queer community we have drag queens we have um, all kinds of people and it's it's really lovely but during that time that period it was um, it was scary it was really scary because you couldn't fully be yourself mm. you know it was really really hard it was really really hard for so many people um, but we still had our pockets of places that we could go and have our fun and dance with women and dance with men and kiss and do whatever you wanted in front of people that weren't gonna say anything or judge you or yeah. you know or get you in harm's or, way exactly yeah. no harm um, and so as scary as it was it was still um, it was oh, what's the word exciting mm. it was really exciting you know, and that's like, a beautiful part to mention yeah. that, like, and I feel like it happens on podcasts. We can get really serious. There's so much deep shit we go through. Mm. But at the end of the day, God, it's fun to feel like you can be yourself. Mm. It was Special. really fun that I got to do that in, in different places and be me. Yeah. And I, I grew up really not giving a fuck about what people thought, mm. you know, or how they perceived me or anything like that. And um, that was a, a big thing that me and my mom struggled with. My mom had the idea that, you know, it had to be. I had to present myself in a certain way so nobody judged me and nobody judged her being a single mom as well. Mm. So, um, you know, if I dressed a certain way, mom like, no, no, don't go out like that. You know, what if so-and-so said something or saw you? Like, mm. and so the fuck what? Mm. Like, what are they going to do about it? What is going to happen? So that was a, a, a big struggle between us. But being able to be that way for myself during that period of time when I was coming out and having those experiences, it was kind of freeing as well. Mm. I was like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to have fun. I'm still going to be a bit safe because I know that there's so much danger out there. Yep. But I'm still just going to try to be myself. And it was really exciting. Yeah. You know, it was like, I get to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be me. I'm going to fucking dance with this chick and I'm going to kiss her and I'm going to just be really happy. Yeah. You know, it was really it's nice. It's so beautiful. You got to experience that. Yeah. Yeah. And the like, because it's, it's just something else, isn't it? Mm. Like, and the love you have with Rome is in its own beautiful way like the most special kind of mm. feeling that you know I imagine that you've been able to have yet but <clears throat> it, there's something about um connecting in the way that you were like something so freeing mm. something so like oh my god I'm actually physically doing this with yeah. someone that I've wanted to for a long time yeah. especially when you're being told that you can't or it's illegal yeah um can I so so now um, you identify as a, a queer woman and that doesn't even mean that you need to have that label but yeah. just from what you've said you identify as a queer woman and um, you're dating with a cis man mm-hmm. um, how do you find do you find that there's still moments you need to advocate for yourself and the fact mm. that you are you know I'm a queer person and and also yeah. like are there moments where you need to be like allowed to be able to express that side to yourself as well and how have you found being able to do that yep um i (coughs) noticed i had to do that in the beginning Mm -hmm. like when i was first telling people that i was dating um rome that i was in a male and female relationship um I, i remember there was one friend who had made a couple of comments and i know they were just you know just joking or I don't think they meant him too seriously, but it, it kind of sat with me a lot. And I think the comment was um, 
something like, oh, you're in a hetero relationship. I, I can't remember exactly, but you know, you're you're mm. heterosexual now, or hetero hetero relationship, or something like that. Mm. And it, I don't know why, but it just it it just, oh god, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good at all when I heard that. And not because you know anything against Rome or the relationship we have, but it just didn't feel right. Especially considering the boxes you'd already been put yeah. in for your whole life. Yeah, yeah. So even though yes, I am in a male and female relationship, I don't feel like it is a hetero relationship because I'm not. You don't feel like a heterosexual. I'm not. No. You know, I'm not at all. Mm. So when that was said to me, I was like, mm, no, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. I had to process. Mm. It took me time to process. And then when it was brought up again in front of the same person, I was able to be like, no, that's not it. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. I don't want you to say that because yeah. that's not what it is. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so it was like that in the beginning. And then, yeah, it was still... It was like that amongst family as well. Like my brother asked the question. I had others asking the question. So what is like, does that mean? What does that mean for you? I'm like, oh, that means that I'm still a queer woman. Mm. I'm just dating a man. Just happened to be dating a man exactly. at this point. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's it. That's yeah. all it is. Um, <coughs> and I think part of that second question you asked is how do I? Yeah. How do you get to um, incorporate that into your life? I talk Still. about it all the time. <laughs> Anytime I see a beautiful woman, you know that I am like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, like it's, I, I will say it all the time. I'll say it in front of anybody and everybody. I talk about my experience. I talk about being queer. Um, Rome knows, mm. you know, he, he'll, he'll point out, he'll be like, oh, that woman's so beautiful, isn't she? I'll be like, she's gorgeous mm. look at her she's stunning or i said to a guy whatever. the other day like oh my god there's so much we can bond about yeah most of the thoughts you've had i've had <laughs> like most of the things you've experienced like with a few minor details taken away i've experienced as yeah. well like people don't know um how um rich it could make a relationship That's to true. understand like um to understand the similar things also mm. how to please a woman mm-hmm 100 mm percent -hmm. mm. mm. yeah I yeah. feel like he allows you the space to do things like <clears throat> you'll have a painting workshop. You both painted women's bodies. Yeah. You'll watch like music film clips together. Yeah. He allows you to. He um, sees me like obsessing over like Tiana Taylor or Kehlani yes. or things like that. And he'll point it out. He'll be like, it's your girl. She's it's coming up. I'm like, yeah, she is coming up. Yes. I love it. Like, Which is important. He From the beginning, I I can't remember the conversation exactly, but I there was some sort of conversation about how. Um, I don't, me being afraid of losing myself mm. in this like, um, male and female relationship. Mm, I get that. And like telling him like, I don't want to lose this part of who I am. Mm. You know, I am attracted to women. I will always be attracted to women. That's never going to change. Mm. Um, I, I will say things and I will do things that's going to make that obvious. And I hope that that's okay with you because that is who I am. Yeah. Um, and I, he heard me really mm. well in that conversation. He listened, he heard what I was saying. Um, and so he's never made me feel any sort of way, but, um, accepted yeah. and loved in who I am, um, which is really, really beautiful. But I remember that was a early, early conversation that I had. Mm. Yeah. So beautiful. Mm. I love your relationship. I love my relationship. I love you too, too Boo. Same. Thank you for sharing. I know that some, um, there's some really big stories in there. So mm. thank you for sharing. Um, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, good Lord, what's really important to remember, and like I'll say a few things, and if you want to tack on um, some things, go for it. What's really important is 
number one, like definitely take time to enjoy your queerness. There's so much, like I get this feeling about it. It's like mm. a color or something. Like when you were speaking before, like I need to be able to, um, I don't want to lose that part of myself. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the, the depth that it gives you, it like brings this whole other thing in life to feel like I had to go back to not discussing that, not thinking about it, not talking about mm. it with like my partner or something like that would feel like a whole layer. Well, not even, it's like a lane. I'm picturing lanes, a whole lane of my life, a whole half of myself would be gone. Like a door closing. A door closing. On, on a part yes. of you. When really like such a big, cool part of our personality now is that we're fluid in yes. that way, that we're open-minded and that we're creative yeah. and that we're like appreciative of women and all yeah. of that sort of thing. Um, make sure you take time to enjoy it. Make sure you, um, you take your time with your choices. Doesn't mean that you're going to only meet good people in the queer community. Um, I think there's probably like a few nuggets there around culture and sexuality. Mm -hmm. Um, never out someone. Never out somebody at all. Um, cultural as well, like be safe. Because some yeah. cultures are really, really dangerous. Being exactly. queer, being yeah. gay, it's really, really dangerous. So it's we, a privilege, right, that we're is, able to sit here and talk about 100% this. One hundred percent is. One hundred percent. So be safe, depending on your culture, mm. but also try to be true to yourself. Mm. Don't let it hold you back, because I know mm. a lot of times there's a lot of fear, and and rightfully so. Rightfully mm. so. There's so many dangerous things that could happen to so many people, but yeah. um, find ways to to connect to who you really are. Yeah. And fuck the boxes that they try and put you in because if it feels good, it feels good. There's nothing more to it. And it's easier said than done. I I still navigate all of my own shit all the time of like, do I do what is expected of me or do I do what feels good? And how do I navigate it if I am going to do the unexpected? And it's very, very natural. Um, But in the end, we've got like such a short life Mm -hmm. that if it's safe and you like are physically able to and, you know, emotionally and everything like that able to like try and be as much of yourself as possible and it will just allow you to like it's like you feel all the edges of yourself yeah yeah Yeah. thank you so much babe Love you. Love you. I like. I feel like we disappeared from the car. Then I forgot we were in a car. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just picturing you like living your life in Lebanon, and I was just like making a mental note, like I'm so obsessed with Rome. I love him so much. <laughs> like there's all these little things. Yeah. Um. Thank you. I love you. I love you. Oh. <laughs> um, guys, if you have any um questions about queerness, feel free to. Um, send them through and Coco and I can answer them for you. Definitely. Bye. Bye.